empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Thank you for listening today. We are excited about this podcast, and I just pray that this hits a quiet spot in your day, that you can really take this in and let the content be an encouragement and inspiration to you, and hopefully sort of unpack some things maybe that have been rolling around on the inside of you. This podcast is one that is meant to be a tool to help cause the destiny seed of God on the inside of you to really pop to the top and awaken in your heart so that your destiny can move from being a dream or a vision, maybe just a plan, to becoming the reality that you're living in. This podcast has been something I've been really excited about and is sort of almost a second half to a previous podcast that I released on this concept of creative destruction. And I talked about this idea of creative destruction as something that can be boiled down to this concept. In order to grow, in order for something to grow or to progress, you first have to be willing to do this work of confronting what isn't working or isn't any longer meant to be and remove it. This is the idea behind this theory of creative destruction. And so this work of sort of assessing maybe your life, maybe your job, your business, maybe, you know, how you're raising your family, how you're handling relationships, how you're running with the purpose that you feel is on the inside of you. Once you assess this, then you have to be willing to confront what isn't working or is no longer meant to be and remove it. And that work, this work of creative destruction It's sort of a tearing down of the old and clearing ground for the new. And this idea, this theory is really sort of based on an ancient Bible principle that dates back to Jeremiah's time in the Old Testament and really even goes beyond that. But it is a time-proven principle that is pivotal to making progress and really seeing true growth. So why do we need to tear down some things? Why do we need to destroy some things? Why do some things need to be removed? Well, there could be a lot of reasons for this, but I want to throw out just one. We need to remember something, and I think it's easy to forget, that anything that we feed is going to grow. Anything we feed, anything we're feeding is going to grow. The good, the bad, everything that we want to grow, that's supposed to grow, things we don't want to grow. If we are feeding it, it is going to grow, especially if it's placed in the right elements. So what does this mean? It means that even what is wrong or could be detrimental to you or outside of your purpose will grow if you are feeding it. So how do we feed things? Well, we feed things in our lives with things like our time. We feed things with our energy. We feed things with our resources. And absolutely, we feed things with our thoughts, you know, our headspace. So this makes this process of employing creative destruction in our lives 
really pivotal because it's all about no longer feeding what does not need to be anymore and doing the work of removing what needs to go. So how do you know what is maybe detrimental, what needs to go? How do you know what am I feeding that really should be destroyed? I'm going to just give you a few ideas of some criteria for knowing what needs to be destroyed. Number one, if it doesn't fit the plan or the vision that you have in your heart, if it doesn't line up with your principles or your current right now strategy, that is a clear cut indicator It needs to be removed. And let me just say this to you. I can't tell you what a liberating experience that this really is. And here's why I say that. It's liberating because, you know, in our culture today, there is so much that is vying for our attention. I mean, not just the people in our lives, which probably should be getting the most of our attention, but everywhere you go, there is so much competing to get our attention, that if we just sit down and do the tedious, what sometimes can be painful work of removing what should not have access to us, this is like a huge leap forward in life. So this process, like I said, even though it can be painful, this is the necessary price of progress and to moving toward destiny and purpose becoming a reality. So if you want to know a little bit more about this concept of creative destruction, go back, listen to that podcast, and I really think it'll help you sort of reassess and evaluate some things that maybe are not meant to go on forever in your life. So this podcast, I want to kind of give you the other half of the equation to this strategy, this theory of creative destruction. And the other half of this powerful strategy that I want to talk about next, I'm going to call it creative construction. So creative construction, what does this mean in our lives? And as people that are just wanting to find out what we were made for or fulfill that purpose or see that dream become real. Or bottom line, we just want things to progress. We want things to grow. So what is this about? Okay, so creative construction, I'm going to say it like this. It's the work of unveiling a reality that you've never before attempted. It is unveiling a reality that is unknown, at least to you. This might be in your personal life, your job, a position that you have, or maybe how you function in a particular calling. This is about the actual time to progress, the work of coming into something that is entirely new to you. And this is a really big deal. Now, usually when we start getting into this latter half of the equation of creative construction, What we hope is that the momentum for this comes from constructing something new. It will support a motivation within you to experiment with new things. So let me break it down to you like this. It can be really daunting to say, okay, I've just done this work of removing what I feel like needs to go. Now, I'm ready to build. I'm ready to initiate some new things. And that takes momentum. 
It's usually exciting to start something new in the beginning, but to maintain it, to see it, you know, really get to a place you could actually call growth and progress, this takes a deeper supply of us. So usually what we're hoping is that the momentum is going to give us a motivation for this construction process because we all know you are going to need it. If you have ever been involved in any kind of building or construction process, you know a couple of things. You know that number one, you should always expect the unexpected. It's never going to go exactly like you think. There's always going to be a whole lot of situations and places in the building process that are going to come up that you never saw coming. And so you cannot be daunted by these things. You can't let yourself sit down in the process just because you didn't see it coming. So this creative construction, this building process, it really takes a good deal of courage. In fact, a lot of times we think it takes a lot of courage to do the destruction part But I'm saying that it's actually the construction part that's going to pull on the deeper reservoirs of your faith and endurance because it really takes a lot of momentum to sustain it. So this is where I want to give you some key things where you can really start looking at, okay, what am I supposed to start building? How do I do this? And then God, where are you in this process. Number one, I want to give you this key. You need to understand that when it comes time for the building, that it's going to take more than you. And you need to know this right up front. And here's why I'm saying this. You're going to need new information to build something new. Otherwise, you're going to start out building something You're saying you're building something new. Maybe you're saying, I'm going to operate in a new way. I'm going to initiate a new lifestyle. You know, I'm going to take a step toward building this purpose, this dream in me. But without new information, eventually in the building process, you're just going to resort to building what you already know and operating how you always have, which is exactly what you had before. In other words, you're going to repeat the same cycles you did before without getting this new info or new insight. You're going to need information that's going to connect you to new abilities and new tools. So this is going to require that you connect with what you don't know so that you can build something new. So you need to set yourself up in the beginning and just say, okay, I'm going to have to connect with new information. I'm going to have to connect with new people that maybe hold that information so that I just don't wind up with what I already had. I can actually see real progress and change. So here's the key. God will lead you. He's so wonderful at this. He will lead you to what you need to connect to and who you need to connect to to get what you need. And to be honest with you, this is one of the greatest benefits of creative construction because when it's done right, it's actually mutually beneficial between all the people involved. Connecting for the purpose of growing or making progress is basically saying, look, I know something that you need to know you know something that I need to know, 
And this combination is going to form a synergy. It's going to enable you and I to get farther than we ever would have gotten if we had just kept to ourselves and we had never connected. So this is a huge benefit to employing this creative construction process and starting out with getting new information. It's going to cause such a synergy in the people and the relationships that you connect to. Okay, number two, and this is probably something that you've heard maybe before. It's a verse out of Psalms chapter 127, and it simply says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Another translation says it this way. If the Lord does not build the house, it is useless for the builders to work on it. I love that. And then the message translation says it just cut to the chase. If God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. So this is the second principle in creative construction that I just want to highlight for a moment. And it can seem really simple, but it needs to be said, let God build the house. In other words, you and I need to only be building what God wants built. If my creative construction process, if my being led to connect to new information and new people isn't coming from the Lord, and I'm just trying to force things to happen, good chance I'm going to start building things that maybe I was never intended to build. Or maybe what I am building connected to my purpose is so far below what God had intended that here he meant me to build something that is going to last, something that is going to flourish. But because I push and do it my own ways, what I wind up building is nothing more than a shack. This is a really big deal because at this point here, we've already gone through this process of creative destruction Now we're going to employ creative construction to see real growth and progress happen. What a waste it would be to get to this point and to just start building something that is so subpar to what God had in mind. Okay, number three. This is the last one I'm going to give you for this just for the sake of time. God is the master builder. In fact, he loves building things and He does it so well, and he usually builds things in completely out-of-the-box ways, and he usually builds things that look like, why would I build that now? Why would I build it here? And why would you choose me to build it? I can think of so many examples throughout the Word of God. I'm just going to give you one that is so obvious, and that is, again, from the Old Testament, a man named Noah. I mean, Talk about an unlikely candidate who God calls to, as I like to say it, build a cruise ship in a landlocked state, the first ever of its kind. Meanwhile, he's building this cruise ship in a landlocked state that has been in a perpetual state of drought for literally years. And so everything about this looks absolutely crazy. 
but God just seems to work so keenly this way where He will take us and He will hit the green light at the craziest time in our lives, the craziest season, and say, the time to build is now. Yeah, you could wait, and it might be easier for you in the natural, but if you wait, that would be your time. It's not my time, and I'm telling you, the time to build is now. So we really have to trust God in this process and understand that He is the master builder, and He knows what he's doing. And the other part of that we have to understand that is when God builds something, he's always doing more than one thing at one time. I have found in my own life that when God starts sending me down a path of building something new, like I said, building something new could be the more obvious of launching a new business, maybe launching a new nonprofit or ministry or starting a family. But you can also start building something new merely in saying, it's time for me to operate in a new way in this place that God has me. It's time for me to press into a greater way to operate in this. Or it's time for me to go to the next level in this. It's time for me to move into the next phase or the next season. It's time for me to initiate a brand new lifestyle. Whatever that is, God's saying, I already have a plan for this. And if you'll do it my way, you'll wind up with something that is going to last, that's going to stand the test of time. You're not going to wind up with a shack on your hands. And you're also going to get more than you even bargained for. I have found that when God puts me down a path of building something, that when God builds something, He's also restoring something. That God somehow does this work of saying, look, behold, I'm doing something new. And in the new that He's doing, there is this restoration that God is bringing through the building of the new. It's amazing to me how He does this. Usually, It's one or the other. And the natural, you're either going to build something new or you're going to restore something old. In our humanity, we typically have to choose one or the other. But in God's kingdom and in his master craftsmanship of weaving this tapestry of his will in our lives, at the same time he sends us down a road that our feet have never gone, He's also restoring things to us from our past. At the same time, he's saying, I want you to trust me. I want you to take these tools into your hand. I want you to take in this information. I want you to connect with these people. And I want you to start, as he said to Abraham, follow me to a place you do not know. Like he said to Noah, I want you to build this boat, this place of security and safety. At the same time he's doing that, know this, he is at the same time restoring to you whatever it is that needs to be restored in your life. And when God is done building what he wants to build with you and through you, what you have on your hands is absolutely a masterpiece. And there's always a story, a work of restoration that is attached to it. 
God said in his word, he said, I redeem the time. And he said, I also make all things new. He makes all things beautiful in their time. The same time he's making all things new. I never get tired of watching God work works of restoration. But I have learned this, that usually it comes in the trusting him in the process of creative construction and building something new. So I want to encourage you in this season of your life, wherever you are in this process, don't wind up building a shack. Don't push your own agenda. We are so dependent on him. He longs to collaborate with us, but he has to be the one that's calling the shots. Let's take our cues from him. Let's take our directives from him. Let's let him lead us to the places we need to connect to, to get what we need so that God can do the work that only he can do. And at the end, we wind up with such progress. We wind up with such growth, such change. But we also look back and say, God, you restored all things to me and only you could have done this. There's nothing like looking back on a process you walked through with God and to be able to stand there and say, this is the house that God built. And as for me and my house, as for me and whatever he and I have built together, we are going to last because we are meant to serve the Lord. Listen, I pray this speaks to you wherever you're at. And I'm so excited about what God is doing in your life, in your vocation, in your ministries, wherever you're connected. And I pray that this just is a wind in your sail and fuels your your motivation, your creativity, and your vision to follow the dream that God has placed in your heart. It's one of the most valuable things that He placed on the inside of you. Hey, listen, we love you. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. You can email me at info at jentringale.com. And we would love to connect with you. Have a great week, everybody. We love you. We'll see you back here soon.